And welcome back to the Trelure Blazures. The Trelure Blazures. I am not Ben Moon. He is in Europe and has no idea that I am recording right now. Uh, with me instead of Ben Moon, me being Nick Kelly, the other one, uh, with me instead is Jess from the other room. Say hello. Howdy. So that's Jess. She's from the other room. Yeah, usually I'm in the other room. She usually keeps an eye on the dog when this is happening, so he's he's free-range, so it's possible he's destroying everything. I do hear him jingling around, so who knows what hijinks he's going to get up to. Possibly you'll hear him jingling around as well as he comes in here to eat things off the shelf and tear up the carpet. No Ben, he's in Europe. He's vacationing, so I replaced him temporarily. Or Or we'll see. Maybe he's cut. Maybe. Uh, you did say that you had to talk about trailers this week, so... Yeah, we have some We have some that are non-negotiable. It was too important a week, so... So I'm stepping in. Yep. Uh, let's First of all, let's talk about what we had done watched this past week. What we done watched. Our, our thing is the same here, since Ben's not here, so we watched the same stuff. Yeah, I don't think I watched anything without you. You did watch some Fruits Basket that I oh, did not. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I do watch anime with my friend Andrea uh, sometimes, so I yeah. did do that. Uh, we watched all of Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities on Netflix. That was pretty good. Yeah, I enjoyed It's an anthology series, so they're not. it's not like a consistent quality because they're each individual stories, so you can't be like, it was good because certain ones are good and certain ones are less good. Uh, episode 3 was the worst one, I think. Yeah, that one kind of just turned into me looking at my phone. It was like this alien like body snatcher type thing. Parasite sort yeah. of thing. It was extremely exposition heavy and boring. A lot of close-ups of people with intense faces. <laughs> that being said, the... Uh, was it the eighth episode? The seventh and eighth episodes were good. Uh, yeah. The seventh episode was that super stylized. Yeah, that one could have been really boring, but it was just like the music and the way it was shot and just like the visuals kept it interesting the entire way through. Yeah, that one was great. And the, and the ending was great. Yeah, that one ruled. And the eighth episode was good too. That was the murmuring from the Babadook director. Yeah, that one was a little more um, traditional yeah. sort of ghost story yeah i enjoyed that one i felt it was worth watching overall uh my favorite short story by hp lovecraft was one which is pigman's model uh that one was a little too hollywooded out for me it was like great i liked it a lot but they tacked on some stuff to make it more hollywoody and i didn't like that stuff it almost became Instead of just, like, a, a simple ABC story, it almost became, like, a five-act because it had, like, a whole separate plot line that they added onto it. Yeah, which had was... a full arc. Completely unnecessary. I think uh, the problem was it, they were stretching them out to an hour when some of them didn't need to be an hour. They should have just let it be how it was. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, worth watching. Pretty good. We also, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special came out that they've been talking about for a couple of years. We watched that as well. That was pretty good. Yeah, I like these uh, special presentations, Disney Plus things, because sometimes something doesn't need to be a whole series. 
Well, yeah, like the comics have like one-off little holiday specials. So. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Werewolf by Night was great. This is great. So I hope they keep doing these. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed that a lot. Uh, we started watching Wednesday also. That is a very Netflixy show. Extremely Netflixy. It's like, it kind of feels like if a CW show was going on and then like Wednesday Adams transferred into the CW show and is kind of disrupting it a little. Yeah, it doesn't feel as Tim Burton-y as I would have expected, but it definitely kind of feels like it was Sabrina. That was also a Netflix show, right? Yeah. Yeah, has vibes of that a little bit. It's a little less cheesy than that is. Yeah, no. It's still cheesy, but Wednesday is done very well herself. Like, that's Wednesday. It seems like everyone that worked on it is very into playing an Adam's Family character. Um, I was talking to Missy about it. She was like, she thought it was weird in the first episode that Morticia was being kind of like judgy of Wednesday because Morticia's whole thing is that everything they do she's cool with. I did feel like that, but I also think just because of the the age group, like it's okay. And Morticia did like acknowledge it. She's like, I read about children your age. Yeah, yeah. So But it's also not the focus of the show. It was just like a reason to get Wednesday somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Which, everything, because I, I saw the, the musical Adam's Family years ago, and that one was also about Wednesday, as in even older, and she's like, I think she was engaged, and it was about her meeting the, the two parents. I don't know, that was really interesting, um, but definitely, I enjoyed that one, too. Yeah. Adam's Family stuff is pretty good. I mostly just am waiting for Fred Armisen to show up, because he's Uncle Fester, and he hasn't shown <laughs> up yet, and I'm just waiting. We also watched Nope, the Jordan Peele alien movie. I don't want to say spoilers for this one. It's too fresh yet. It was alright. It wasn't my favorite thing. Yeah, I liked it probably second of the Jordan Peele movies I've seen. So, yeah, don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, I don't want to say any spoilers. It's just, it wasn't, it it wasn't the best, but it wasn't bad either. It was worth watching on Peacock. And you enjoyed the way it ended. Yeah, I liked the ending. Because it, and I liked the ending of... Don't Worry Darling too. not necessarily like the twist of Don't Worry Darling because I saw that coming a mile away, but uh, I like the just the way that these two movies ended, like stylistically, not qualitatively. Um, and then last night we watched Willow, because, like the 1988 Willow, because we want to watch the series, so. Yeah, it was good to watch that movie again. I loved that movie when I was a kid. The two-headed monster still looks excellent, like extremely realistic. Scary. Yeah. He's cool. I like him. So that's what we had done watched this past week. And next week you'll figure out all of the stuff that Ben watched, which I can see on the outline. But, like, some of it doesn't look like... What is this, SAC 2045? What is that, Ben? You have some explaining to do. Well, that does it for what we had done watched. So let's talk about some new news. This is the Dumb Dudes News Network. So we had just a couple things here. Bob Chapek, the CEO of Disney, was fired and replaced by the previous CEO of Disney, Bob Iger. So everything is as it was. They just keep swapping Bobs. Yeah, they they swap Bobs. Uh, They went back to the last Bob. Uh, I think that this is fine. Uh, I, I think Kevin Feige liked working for Bob Iger better than Bob Chapek. So that's the only thing I care about with Disney. I noticed that right after this, 
Marvel Studios was like, we're going to slow down a little and focus on quality over quantity, and which is what they were doing before Bob Chappick. So I think Bob Chappick was maybe trying to rush them a little, and they didn't like it. So I enjoyed that John Hodgman congratulated him on getting the job back and was like, bring back DuckTales. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they should do that. They should bring back DuckTales. DuckTales was so good. It was so good. The old one and the new one. Uh, the only other piece of news here that we have is uh, Blade got a new director. So Mahershala Ali uh, read the script <laughs> for Blade and was like, no, we need to rewrite this. And he wanted the uh, writers from Moon Knight to rewrite it because he liked Moon Knight. So they had a total rewrite and then it's being directed by uh, Jan Demange. I don't know him. But yeah, Michael Starbury is writing the new script, and so that'll probably be better. Then maybe this is part of the quality over quantity thing. Is there? It could be. Just rewriting things and taking their time. So yeah, as, they're, they're reviewing everything. As Getting, long as they do good by Fantastic Four, that's what matters. They need some quality control now. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully that that works out. Uh, not a big news week, so just those couple things. But we do have a just specific question time. The Questerms terms. So if you don't know, Jess is a giant Lego collector. Yeah, I'm a Lego maniac. We have approximately four to eight thousand unopened boxes of Legos <laughs> uh, in our various closets and basement. Ah, uh, yeah. I was uh, doing pretty good keeping up with them until we got chilly, and then now it's just hard to put them together yeah but i keep buying them he's a disruptor character yeah so he would eat them so we have to watch although he's been very good every time i've dropped a piece on the floor he hasn't really been overly interested so well he would probably just pick it up and spit it back out which is what he does with plastic stuff outside that's true yeah but who knows uh yeah so our questions times is lego themed this week so the question is if you could have one Lego set of anything, so like you're kind of generating a Lego set into existence that you could buy and build, what would it be? So my answer, of course, is the Cheers bar. And that feels like a thing that could possibly happen at some point, but it's like the only thing I could want. And they have to remember to put the little Lego whale above Sam's office door. It would probably be one of their little fish ones. Just yeah, stuck above just there. stuck above there. <laughs> they should do that. I was going to make one eventually when I get enough pieces. So A cheers bar? Yeah, for you. There you go. That would be good. But um, then, like, it's like, obviously you do Diane, but, you know, do you make Coach or Woody? Because it's like, I, don't know, I love Woody. Usually with Lego sets, they do both, and then yeah. you can just swap out for what your favorite. Well, I don't want Rebecca. I don't like Rebecca. So definitely Diane. But I want Fraser there, so I want, I think, Woody. Because the perfect season of cheers... Is the is the last Diane season because you have Frasier, you have Woody and Diane. Like Coach is great, but I just I love Woody. <laughs> yeah, I bet you they're gonna make a Frasier set soon. They made an office set. I feel like they'd make a Frasier set. Like his apartment or something, or yeah. like the recording studio. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But so you might actually get a Frasier Lego soon. But I want Cheers. <laughs> All right, what about you? Um, I was thinking, and I've seen people make these, like, just on their own, but I was thinking, like, Final Fantasy summons. Oh, okay. I like to collect those little monster statues that they make of the Final Fantasy summons, so I thought 
that would be cool. And I did buy like the Harry Potter Phoenix just because it was a Phoenix. I was like, oh, this is neat. Or I was thinking like a Fallout Red Rocket Station would be cool. And I think I've seen people make those too. Fallout Legos. Yeah, Fallout Legos would be awesome. You could do a lot of good Fallout Legos. Yeah, Yeah, no, that's a good one. Yeah. Post-apocalyptic Legos would be cool. Because like we were watching a video where a guy made a Horizon Forbidden West landscape and he made like a collapsed building, you know? Yeah. That was awesome. They should do, yeah, like some post-apocalyptic Legos. Mad Max. A really cool Lego set that they made of the Abernathy Farm from Fallout 4. But, you know, I think more iconic would be the Red Rocket Station. I also think, like, Avatar The Last Airbender or Legend of Korra would make good Legos. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because, like, you make, like, Appa would be a good one. And, like, those ships they have. The fire, oh, yeah, yeah. Like the ships. steam yeah. ships. Uh, yeah, so that's my answers there. So Sorry if I stole the Avatar one from somebody, because that's a good idea. I can't believe that's not a thing, to be honest. It might be soon. Lego's getting all up in everything now that they kind of stopped doing their non-adult yeah. plus, <laughs> policies or whatever. Plus, uh, Avatar's coming back into the zeitgeist with the new yeah, movies yeah. and stuff. So we could see, we could see some of these things uh, happening. So uh, let us know what custom Lego set you would like to have, like a Lego, if you could generate one Lego thing into existence, what would it be? And uh, we're not going to tell you how to get in touch with us now. We will do that later. But now it's time for the new, new. New, new, new. New, 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 new. New, new. New, new. Trailers. Folks, we have an Adele Nineen and Adele Nineen. Uh, some of these are very important. These are some important ones. <laughs> uh, couldn't wait. Couldn't wait for Ben. Although we will get, I'll, I'll probably I'll let Ben chime in on on any of these next week that he might want to talk. You can about do like too. a lightning round with him. Yeah, yeah. So the first one uh, that '90s show has put up a little trailer. So this is going to be on Netflix. Apparently, it's uh, like a sequel to that '70s show. It's weird that they kept the font the 70s font. It is. I'm just noticing that now that the <laughs> font is... Maybe it's because they're still hanging out in the 70s basement. It could be. Basements don't change, so... Yeah. That it, makes sense. It looks to be basically just a remake of that 70s show, but in the 90s, which they tried with Dennis from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. That 80s show? Yeah, that 80s show, and that was... No good because it was just trying to capitalize on this. And it was just, but it wasn't like the same format even. It was like its own thing and it just didn't yeah. work. And this has just got Kitty and Red and they have not aged. No, they look exactly the exactly same. Exactly the same. Just in 90s clothes. Yeah. So they look exactly the same, which obviously we knew Deborah Jo Rupp looked the same from uh, WandaVision. Although, hasn't, um, what's his name, Red? What is his name? Kurtwood Smith. Kurtwood Smith. He's looked the same since like Robocop. Robocop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh the the plot of this is in now that it's nineteen ninety five, Leah Foreman or Leia. Oh Leia, yeah. obviously. <laughs> yeah. Leia. Okay. Dork. Eric named his daughter Leia, of course. Leia Foreman is visiting her grandparents for the summer where she bonds with a new generation of Point Place Wisconsin kids under the watchful eyes of Kitty and the stern glare of red. Uh, so this was one of those things where being from Wisconsin, I would watch the show and everything was like, mm, no, <laughs> like they, they, no one who made this show or worked on it has ever been to Wisconsin. Do you think they're going to get someone like the Foo Fighters to do the intro? 
if it's set in 1995. Yeah, they should do a cover of the other song, though. But it's like the Foo Fighters. Yeah, but it's like the Foo Fighters or some (laughs) 90s band. Uh, Yeah, uh, Derek is obsessed with that 70s show, uh, my my cousin-in-law. And I I sent him this trailer, and he said that the quality of this will depend 100% on if the kids are annoying or funny, because it's going to be about them a lot. Uh, this girl, the girl that's playing Eric and Donna's daughter looks like the actual daughter of those two actors. <laughs> so that was really good casting, I will say. I feel like the kids look more like kids, even though I know some of them were very young in the earlier show. But I feel like they look more like kids because everyone yeah. back in the 70s was so like done up and I they looked s- older. I see all of the original cast here in the cast list, except for obviously... Danny Masterson, who is currently on trial for terrible crimes. Yeah. Um, but the rest of them are in here. So, I don't know. If you like that 70s show, this is probably worth checking out. Uh, up next, we have the greatest thing possibly of the year, The Guardians of the Galaxy 3. So, the plot of this is still reeling from the loss of Gamora. Peter Quill rallies his team to defend the universe and one of their own, a mission that could mean the end of the Guardians if not, not successful. So this trailer has a uh, a song by Space Hog, but it's kind of like slowed down a little, it sounds like, and it's really good, and it's been stuck in my head constantly since the trailer came out, <laughs> which for Guardians of the Galaxy, the music is obviously like a character, so that makes a lot of sense. We get to hear all the, the Zune music. Yeah, oh, all the Zune music, yeah, from the 90s, so that'll be good. And early 2000s. Early 2000s. I like their uh, uh, their very comic-accurate uniforms in this one. Yeah, yeah, they got the the red and blue uh, with the flame on the front, the uniforms. The holiday special was really good and, like, a really good lead into this, so it's, like, a little appetizer. I can't wait. This is, this is probably the most anticipated I am for any Marvel thing right now. You kind of say that about most Marvel trailers when they come out. I know, I know, <laughs> but I care more about Guardians of the Galaxy than any of the other movies. Because Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is my favorite Marvel movie. Uh, this one has, is like, they almost screwed it up with James Gunn. And the fact that they brought him back after making grievous errors and trying to think they could replace him, which is stupid. It's like it could it could have not happened or it could have been done bad, but it's ending the way that James Gunn wants, and I just think it's going to be probably the best. I, I don't know if it'll dethrone Guardians Two as my favorite Marvel movie. We'll have to see, but it's definitely the one that I care the most about. Like my favorite comics to read are Fantastic Four and Ms. Marvel and stuff, but like I don't even read a lot of Guardians comics. But I just think the Guardians movies are the best. Yeah. Um. Oh, the second one is so good. I didn't at first like the the first one as much, but yeah, that second movie was so good. It made me like the first movie more. It's all yeah. There's my friend Kevin and I, a friend of the show Kevin, uh, and neighbor of the house Kevin, <laughs> uh, talk about this all the time. That Guardians Two is a lot better than Guardians One, and we talk to people about it, and we just think that that if you like Guardians One better, that you're wrong, and this is my platform, so I can say that. And there's, you know, nothing you can do about it. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm excited to see uh, Elizabeth Debicki back as Gold Aisha, which was something I wasn't aware of that I was into until I saw Guardians 2. 
Uh, and then Will Poulter as Adam Warlock is in the trailer as well. He's also gold. He's also gold. Yeah, he's one of the sovereign. Will uh, Adam Warlock is such a weird character that it's like, what aspects of him will be the same and what will be hmm. different? I just gotta say, like, I like how everybody was saying, oh, it looks like Among Us with that spacesuits that they're wearing, but that wasn't my first thought. There was like a realistic Scooby-Doo parody artwork of Pac-Man ghosts. And I just thought that's what it reminded me of at first. <laughs> they have these like multicolored suits that are everyone was like, oh, it looks like Among Us, but yeah, very colorful. Guardians of the Galaxy is always very colorful, though. Also, Lila the Otter is in it, and oh, yeah. I was extremely excited to see. And I, I heard that Lady Gaga is the voice of Lila. Uh, I don't see her in the cast, but that's what I heard. Which was funny because originally you were saying it was possibly going to be margot robbie that was your like personal yeah because we were like who's going to be voicing lila and i said i said maybe margot robbie because james gunn said she was his favorite actress to work with and then i said it oh what if it was someone like jennifer loris because they want to pair him up with uh what's his name bradley, bradley cooper. cooper but then it just turns out it's going to be one of possibly yeah. the harley quinn actresses who was paired with bradley cooper in stars born yeah so yeah, this is the most anticipated. That's why we had no choice but to record a podcast was because Guardians Three came out. You um, can't not talk about it. Yeah, I, I've been I watched the trailer probably sixteen to twenty times by this point. <laughs> we got another must see trailer here, and this all comes out of Brazil Comic Con, which is going on this weekend. Our next trailer is Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. So this is Indiana Jones Five. Does that seem weird to you to say like another Indiana Jones title? Like the Dial of Dust? That doesn't sound right. No. <laughs> That's how they're titled. Though. I know, but like, just you're so used to saying like the original three. And oh then yeah, when, like, yeah. Crystal Skull came out. It was like mm, no. Yeah, no. I Dial don't, of no. Destiny. Dial of Destiny. Here's the thing about this one, like, because Indiana Jones Four is bad, and I think most people agree that it's bad. It had some good concepts. Wait, Antonio Banderas is in this movie? He's only in it a little. Oh, well, whatever. He's still in it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the last one was bad, and I think most people agree. Like, there were some good ideas, like Cate Blanchett casting is a good idea. Always a good idea. And aging up the story a little, because, like, to match Harrison Ford's age was good. Yeah. But it was cheesy and bad, and Shia LaBeouf was in it. I Have you seen the movie since it came out? No. Oh, neither have I. I wonder if, because at the time it was really fun to dunk on anything that like was being put out that had sort of that flavor on it, though, because of the prequels. I went into it really excited because I love Indiana Jones and I love pulp comic stuff, and I was angry when I left. So I, I, I wasn't like predisposed to think it was bad. Mm, I don't know. I would kind of be interested in watching that movie again just to see how it holds up. I bet it doesn't, but... Probably I, not, yeah. but... Shia LaBeouf alone. Ugh. Like, okay, you can't take Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones, the coolest ever, <laughs> and Marion, the best girl from the first three movies, and then have them produce Shia LaBeouf. Like, it doesn't work that way. Mm, I don't know. Yeah. So, this one I was glad to see, like, uh, Gimli. Gimli, John, John yeah. John Davies. I was happy to see him. And then the de-aging looks really good, so there'll be some, like, classic indie stuff in there. Can you scroll up on that real quick? Oh, and Phoebe Waller-Bridge is in it, too. And she's always good. And it was directed by James Mangold instead of Steven Spielberg, which I think was the right way to go, just based on the trailer. Mm, yeah. Because Steven Spielberg only cares about aliens now, and that's, Apparently. like, all he does. Yeah. 
Boyd Holbrook. Is that the dude from uh, the Wolverine movie? Yeah, he was in Logan. He yeah, was okay. The... Now, I saw that dude, and I don't know if it was just because you had just watched that Gus Johnson video. I for a second thought he was actually in this, and I was like, no way. <laughs> no. But it was Boyd Holbrook. Yeah, it was Boyd Holbrook. He was the <laughs> Ravager dude in Logan. Yeah, and the uh, he was the Corinthian. Yeah, yeah. Toby Jones is also in this. I love Toby Jones. He's got a good cast. Yeah, so good director, good cast. I also did kind of cackle kind of madly when at the end of that trailer with the, the, the sort of switch on the whip and the gun situation. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was good. So I'm more excited about this one than, like, I don't I don't feel that the fourth one scorched the earth in any way where it's like, I'm not watching any more sequels because I'll watch this one. It looks good. Like, different director. It's still got that, like, period piece sort yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to so. be good, hopefully. I don't know why they just don't get Joe Johnston to do, but whatever. Uh, James Mangold is great. Logan is the best X-Men movie. <laughs> All right. The, our next trailer here is Transformers Rise of the Beasts. And the plot of this is unknown, but it's reportedly based on the spinoff Beast Wars. So I love Beast Wars. I don't care at all about G1, Gen 1 Transformers. Beast Wars Zero percent. the only one that I actually kind of watched, but I don't remember anything from it really i remember a ton of stuff from beast wars <laughs> i know all the characters names i have about 60 of them down in the basement in a bucket uh i watched the entire series multiple times i had it recorded on vhs tapes i love beast wars these cowards did not set this movie <laughs> in prehistoric times they set it in modern times so you have to have the boring car transformers everywhere uh, I don't care about Optimus Prime. I don't care about Bumblebee. I don't care about this. I like. I don't care about cars. I'm not a car guy. Uh, you want car guys? You listen to a Ben episode. He's not here. He's in <laughs> Europe. So we're gonna listen to a Nick episode. And and when Nick is in charge, Beast Wars is the best Transformers. And like I saw, I saw Optimus Primal, and I saw Air Razor and Cheetor and Rhinox and Wait, Michelle Yao is in this one too. Yeah, she's in every movie this year. Oh my god. She does Air Razor's voice. Oh. Um, Ron Perlman does Optimus Primal's voice. And who do we got here? We got John DiMaggio. So there's like Peter actual Cullen. actual voice actors doing the voices. So you got to give them credit for that. <laughs> Pete Davidson. Yeah. But yeah. So I'll probably... I haven't watched the Transformers movie since Transformers 2. Which, we watched... Be- uh, what was it? Oh, Bumblebee. Bumblebee, yeah. That was pretty good. I watched that, yeah. I watched Bumblebee because... That was on Prime, and it had Haley Steinfeld oh, in wait, it. Peter Dinklage is doing a voice? Mm. But why? He can't do voices. We we learned this from Destiny. Um, maybe he's gotten better since then. Maybe. But yeah, so I really like Beast Wars. I don't care at all about regular Transformers. So I'll watch this, and I'll be like, just mad that they didn't uh, set it in prehistoric times like actual Beast Wars. So Beast Wars, better than Transformers. Uh, the Beast Wars characters look great. I'll say that. Yeah, uh, I think the design of this one looks pretty good. It looks yeah. almost more like the, you know, toys and stuff. And Yeah, so. I did enjoy when, was it, let them come or whatever. Yeah. Peter Cullen. I'll watch it. Uh, you got Peter Peter Optimus Prime Cullen. Uh, I didn't, Frank Welker was Megatron in the. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, in the series, but he, didn't Hugo Weaving do his voice in the, in the movie? First? Yeah. I don't know if he continued no, he to didn't. do it. No, he yeah. didn't care. Uh, our next movie, moving on from that, which I'm sure will probably be bad, but I'll watch it anyway, 
is we have a red band trailer for Cocaine Bear. Oh boy. From Elizabeth Banks. Uh, the plot of this is an oddball group of cops, criminals, tourists, and teens converge in a Georgia forest where a 500-pound black bear goes on a murderous rampage after unintentionally ingesting cocaine. So this is based on a true story, like, extremely loosely. Yeah. Uh, directed by Elizabeth Banks, and it stars Ray Liotta in probably his last on-screen role. Uh, Alden Ehrenrich, uh, Carrie Russell... Character actress Margot Martindale. We got Matthew Reese. So basically, the whole plot of the American or the whole cast of the Americans is in this movie. Hey, it's what's his face? Uh, Tor- Tormund Giantsbane? Is that him in there? I don't know. Christopher. His... Is that him? Oh, Christopher Hivju. Yeah, that looks like him in there. Yeah. So this this movie looks insane. Uh, I'm tempted to watch it just because I like those the cast. This members. might be a good group movie to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Elizabeth Banks I like too so it just looks insane it doesn't look like it's good I like, I like the music in this trailer <laughs> yeah it was it was insane like uh, it's meant to be insane it's just gonna be like a violent insane bear movie yeah with Carrie Russell cocaine bear cocaine bear so uh, what what else would you expect from a movie called <laughs> cocaine bear Except the only thing I would expect is the presence of Nicolas Cage. He is strangely missing from yeah, this movie. Why yeah. is he not in this movie? Yeah, why am I not in this movie? <laughs> Makes me think of... Oh, wait, just, he's in our basement, that's why. He's in the basement, yeah. He didn't know about Cocaine Bear. Elizabeth Banks doesn't have his phone number, apparently. Uh, yeah, so maybe someone down the line will will digitally edit Nick Cage into this movie as God intended. Uh, and our next trailer is... Inside Man, which don't confuse it with the uh, Spike Lee Inside Man starring Clive Owen and Denzel Washington. This is a new Inside Man it's for a Netflix. Series, right? Yeah, series starring David Tennant and Stanley Tucci. A prisoner on death row in the U.S. and a woman trapped in a cellar under an English vicarage cross paths in the most unexpected way. So, if you don't know, a vicarage is like a, a church house. Uh, so David Tennant is like a, a priest in this and a, probably a nefarious character. He's been playing a lot of those. He's been playing a lot. I mean, he's kind of got like a sinister appearance to yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, no, he does. Wasn't like the the first like big thing he was in, he was the Harry Potter guy, the snake, oh, snake yeah. guy? <laughs> yeah. Hello, father. Hello, father. Yeah. Barty Crouch Jr., that's his Barty name. Barty Crouch Jr. I'm not even a Harry Potter nerd and I remembered his name. Uh, yeah, so this, uh, I think this is out already, but Jay sent me this trailer, so I wanted to include it, and he said, it, I think he said it was messed up, so. Is this, this is probably a BBC thing, right? Yeah, it's it was, a, yeah, Netflix. it was a BBC thing that's on Netflix, uh, with David Tennant and Stanley Tucci, and I think the lizard from Spider-Man. Yeah, the original. One. Yeah, Dylan Baker. The next thing we have here is when you finish saving the world... And this is an A24 movie starring Finn Wolfhard and Julianne Moore, directed by Jesse Eisenberg, who also wrote it. The plot is Evelyn and her oblivious son Ziggy seek out replacements for each other as Evelyn desperately tries to parent an unassuming teenager at her shelter, while Ziggy fumbles through his pursuit of a brilliant young woman at school. So, It's a coming-of-age story. Yeah, the little blurbs in the trailer were very... Uh, praising of Jesse Eisenberg's writing and directing. Yeah, it's A24. 
Yep. And it's an, a, a feely, a feels movie. Yes, yeah. It'll probably be a good, well-made movie. Uh, I feel like after I watched that karate movie with Jesse Eisenberg, I was like, oh, he's pretty, he's pretty good when he isn't playing Lex Luthor, which he should never have been cast as. Weird. Uh, yeah, so I liked, I liked that. He was the one in Zombieland, right? Yes. Yeah. It's hard to know the difference sometimes between him and Michael Sarah. As time goes on, it's... It's becoming easier. Because yeah. <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg seems to still be in things. <laughs> yeah. Where's Michael Sarah? I haven't seen him in a while. Being weird somewhere. Being weird, yeah. So, there's someone in this cast name, cast list named Catherine Hahn. H-A-U-N, not H-A-H-N. So, it's not Catherine Hahn. It's a different one. Uh, but yeah, this looks good. Uh, you'd have to be in the mood to watch this, I think. It's probably going to be an oscar movie. Yeah, yeah. It's it's an oscar movie for sure. Uh, there's this one point where he is talking to his mom and he opens the bathroom door and he like jumps back because she's in the shower. But it's like you opened the bathroom door when the water was going. Yeah. <laughs> what did you expect? I thought that was weird. But yeah, it's probably good. Probably a good movie. Up next we have a full trailer for The Last of Us, the HBO series, the plot of which is Joel and Ellie, a pair connected through the harshness of the world they live in, are forced to endure brutal circumstances and ruthless killers on a trek across post-pandemic America. So, yeah, this is The Last of Us based on the game. It looks like it's extremely faithful to the game, the first game. We got Pedro Pascal, we got Bella Ramsey. Uh, I really love Anna Torv, but since she's playing Tess, she's only going to be in the beginning. And everyone in the in the trailer, I could recognize from the game, so that tells me it was very well cast. So like, Nick Offerman is in it, and I can tell he's playing Bill, and I I can confirm that on IMDb now. Yeah, it just looks very much like the game. I'd be really excited about it if that Last of Us Two didn't exist. I just hated it so much. Bad, bad story. Watching this trailer, I'm, I know it's based on a very, very popular game series, which I only kind of watched you play a little bit. It's one of the weird times where you played a game and I didn't. Um, but I feel like there have been a lot of these similar types of shows in the past couple of years, but they always get canceled after like one series where they're like a weird post-apocalyptic and there's like one person that has a cure... So I'm interested to see, because this one is based on something that's really beloved, if this one kind of, you know, goes... Plus it's on HBO, which is probably good for it, too. Also... Or bad, I don't know. HBO is going through some shakeups right now. It also looks like it might start to turn the tide of video game adaptations. Like Maybe. We might start to get some good... Like, Arcane is the best one, obviously. But, like... Maybe they'll start actually being good video games. If this game. one is faithful to the video game, I think it will. Like, a lot of people, like, I thought the Halo series was good, but a lot of people have problems with it because it wasn't exactly a faithful, like, it wasn't the same as the games, I guess. Right. Like I said on here, I didn't begrudge anyone who was a Halo fan who didn't like that series because of how no, different totally it was. No, it's totally understandable. So. But yeah, I just... I would be so excited about this if that Last of Us 2 didn't exist, but it does exist, and it kind of killed my enjoyment of the entire series. Speaking of things that are trying to kill your enjoyment of the entire series, there's a trailer for The Witcher Blood Origin, which is a prequel to The Witcher. The Witcher is making some bad life choices lately with their replacing Henry Cavill, and the reason of which being 
uh, he was upset that they weren't following the source material, and instead of correcting that, which was the problem with the show, they were like, well, we're going to keep making the bad part of the show, and we're going to replace you with Liam Hemsworth. And nobody wants Liam Hemsworth. Oh, poor Liam Hemsworth. <laughs> poor Liam. It's not his fault. Oh, Lenny Henry's going to be in this one, too? Yeah. He's getting in all the fantasy series lately. Yeah, so the, this is a prequel to The Witcher set in an elven world 1,200 years before the, the regular show. So it's basically the conjunction of the spheres. So that's when all of the worlds collided together and the other species came to the elven world. So Michelle Yeoh is in this. She's, She's cool. in everything. Uh, Lenny Henry. Dylan Morin. Yeah, so it, I'll watch this. I, I just, I'm leery of netflix's witcher now like i really loved season one and then season two i thought was bad and then i don't have hope going forward with the way that henry cavill's leaving because of the departure from the source material hmm. but yeah i'll watch it i and like he's the going witcher back to superman which is mm. <laughs> i mean the he might be going back because James Gunn is taking over DC, which yeah. if James Gunn was doing it, I would probably do too. Yeah. Because I'll watch any James Gunn DC movies because The Suicide Squad is the best DC movie so far. Yeah. And I'm including all of the old ones too, like the Nolan Batmans and stuff in that f- f- sentence. It's better than those. That's uh, That does it for the new, new trailers. Uh, mostly wanted to talk about Guardians 3 and Indiana Jones. So, Guardians 3, the best one, I think. Uh, so, I guess we'll just go right into trailer mailers. You've got mail. And I have a late answer for the meathead question. Because <laughs> we, we asked two weeks ago, or two episodes ago, we asked uh, what meathead would you cast in the Gears of War show that they're talking about making. And my cousin Squid said, just catching up, so I missed your Gears of War question, but I think Stephanie Beatrice would make a perfect Kate, the main protagonist of Gears 5, and Winston Duke as Dell, Kate's companion for the game. And then he said, Dave Bautista has been actively trying to be in a Gears movie and show for years to the point where you can just play him in multiplayer. (laughs) (laughs) So he said, don't know if you'd want to put this in so late. My bad for only now getting caught up, but... Why not? I don't think we only had one answer for that one last time, so... Oh, two, because... Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah. You had one, and Kevin had one. So, uh, we definitely put it in there, so... That was what Squid said, and and our question last week was if you... It was based on... Instant Duke would be good. He would, yeah, he's good in everything. But we were like, if you could tank any corporation based on Elon Musk tanking Twitter, pretty much, uh, what would it be? And you want to read Kevin's? Uh, Okay, so Kevin said, I feel like no matter what mega corporation I break up, it's going to wind up trickling down so that all the average working Joe of the company winds up getting stiffed and the folks on top wind up making out all right. But I'd honestly love a restructuring of either the film industry or video game industry. I know it's not a company per se. So much demand gets dumped on animators and VFX artists, particularly around crunch time, and then those people get burned out and discarded like trash. It's honestly why I never wound up pursuing the industry with my animation degree. That's what Kevin has to say. I uh, agree with that, because I did want to go into video game design, but nope. Yeah, they're not, <laughs> yeah, they're not good to work for, because the grind is too intense. So. Yeah. 
Squid also commented on this when he answered the last one. He said, well, if Twitter isn't available anymore, I'd have to say Facebook. It's slowly destroying itself, but I could kill it more quickly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Missy said, Blackstone Real Estate or Airbnb, both are very, very bad for the health of our cities. Blackstone has been artificially inflating the cost of housing in the U.S. since the 80s, and Airbnb owns 10% of the housing in all major cities in the country. There are towns in Texas where Airbnb owns 80% of the houses. Yeah, that's garbage. Uh, Airbnb is bad. I don't use Airbnb, and I hate it, and I want it to go away. Uh, Jerry chimed in, our friend Jerry, uh, and he said, that entirely depends on if Elon Musk has acquired it or not. (laughs) (laughs) So Jerry just wants to follow Elon around, causing chaos and destroying him. If you want to answer our Lego question this week, you can... Answer us on Instagram at TrailerBlazersPodcast, or you can email us at TrailerBlazersPod at gmail.com if you want to be like Kevin. Uh, <laughs> you can follow us on the crashing dirigible uh, that is Twitter at Trailer underscore Blazers if you want to see when a new episode drops. And you can rate and review us and leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. And if you do that, uh, quick Jesse is going to tell you what happens. Mm. Uh... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, you gotta do it. I gotta do it. Yep. Uh, okay. Um, what's gonna happen is. Nope, you gotta do it in a quick Mickey voice. No. <laughs> Go get Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> old Shoney. He'll do old old Shoney. Yeah. I got nothing. Well, hey there, folks. This is Quick Nicky. And I'm just saying, if you go ahead and leave one of them five star ratings and reviews, then what's going to happen is Indian Jones is going to come, and he's going to have a dial of destiny, and he's going to dial it up to 11, and that's a spinal tap reference. And uh, when he dials it up to 11, you're going to say, now hold on, quick nigga, that's too high. That dial only goes up to 10. Nope, it goes to 11. That means it's better than the ones that go to 10. And uh, what you're going to get out of that is a crisper sound and a, a more uh, a more static uh, experience in your listening pleasure. And now if you're going to if you're going to do that, you best keep away from those cocaine bears because they are notorious at destroying uh, all of. I don't know how Ben does this every week and keeps kind of like a, a story thread going. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, be sure to uh, take your trash out on the night before the garbage picks it up, and that's a tip. Thank you, Quick Nicky. Effervescent, reticulated, resplendent, as always. For the Trailer Blazers, my name is Nick Kelly, and I am a cocaine bear. Happy Trailsers. And I'm Jess, not in the other room anymore. Happy Trailsers. I just gotta say like i like how everybody was saying oh it looks like among us with that spacesuits that they're wearing but that wasn't my first thought there was like a realistic scooby-doo parody artwork of Armageddon. and i just thought that's what it reminded me of at first